0: Welcome to the Aussie Villains Podcast. Paul, your host, joined by Tess and Ryan. Spud, an injury after the Brighton game. I think he's pulled a heartstring there. But we'll be recording each week, even though the season's over, leading up to signings, leading up to tours and everything. We will do some specials throughout the uh, post and pre-season. This is the Aussie Villains Podcast. It's Friday, we're in love, and we're off to Europe. You'll be your beauty. Definitely a good evening. What a man this Emery is. Absolute love from our podcast.
1: Talented player, good-looking ball, and an equalising goal for Brighton and Hove Albion. The goal will not stand, Dennis Under. And uh, Villa Park erupts as if their home side had scored again. Here's McAllister again, dispossessed by a tenacious McGinn. And then Bailey with a great ball through here, and an opportunity for Ramsey. And then, Barley Watkins and Aston Villa lead 2-0.
0: Welcome to the Aussie Villains podcast. A little bit of a relaunch for us. Um, we used to be called Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast, but we're Aussie Villains. Same as our Twitter handle. And thanks to one of our co-hosts, Tess, we've got a new badge that a few of you guys would have seen. So we really love it, mate. Thank you so much for doing that, Tess.
2: Oh, no worries at all. I was, I was, I was. Um spending the ages and i had all these different ideas and i said to, i said to you guys you know like i'll i'll put three ideas in front of you and if, I, if i'm going to be really honest the other two were a bit crap <laughs> and i spent so long trying to do it you know um so what yep. i ended up doing is um i thought we'd go for the the new sort of crest that we got but i've just modified it in our in our own way if you like so you you, you'll notice little things like you know the the name change as villa isn't there at the moment it's aussie villains and then we've got the podcast underneath and you'll just notice things like you know the star which was quite square on our new crest i've sort of rounded things off around there and i've taken out the 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 claws and stuff to make it not so kind of aggressive and copy exactly the one that we have for the club but it's something of our own and um Considering that we've, this is our, will be our second, well, end of our first season doing the podcast together. Um, I thought it might be a nice time to see if we can just be the Aussie villains and and help rebrand. So I'm glad I could help with that. Love well it, well, Tess. Done. well
0: done. And we got Rhino.
3: Welcome, hey, Rhino. everyone. Yeah, good to be back on. Obviously missed um, the last pod, but um, you and Spud held the held the fort really well there, Paul. And yeah, just yeah, glad to be back on chatting with everyone.
0: It's 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 why you've got to have the depth of a big squad. That's yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Guys, got a question for you from Spud. At the start of the new season, if you were told that we are guaranteed to win the Conference League and finish top four, but it meant we lost Emery, would you take it?
3: No. Oh my
1: God!
0: So we're guaranteed to win the Conference League, finish in the top four, but it meant we also lost Emery at the end of the season. Would you take it?
1: Oh.
3: Oh, Spud. He's dropped a grenade and he's not here. I'll start it um, then. Go on, Okay,
0: yes. Because the club is never bigger than a gaffer and it's never bigger than any one player. So if you gave me that right now, we I'm taking it.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, we haven't... You know, we've been starved of success and silverware, and and top four is massive in its own right. I think I'll go with that as well. Just the the chance to win a huge, huge trophy like the Europa Conference and finishing top four is just it's massive. A, it's
0: so, too big a pie. For
3: me. It is, uh, it is, and and then you know that that's a massive platform to get someone else to come in. Um, so I'm going with you, Paul. I'll say yes. I'll take that
2: reluctantly. And what about you? Oh. Peter? Oh, it's a difficult one for me because I like I like what we've done in terms of the project. I know a lot of people don't really like the the word, use of the word project and stuff, but I like that we managed no, this to come. This is a project. This is we, a project we've sure. come across Emery, and what he's done with with the same group of players that, that a previous manager had and to where we are today. Um I feel is a, a, a an astonishing achievement, in my opinion. Made waking up at two o'clock in the morning, staying up till midnight to watch every single Villa game this season. Um, a pleasure to watch. I, I, I understand the the silverware situation. Like you could win the Conference League and then finish top four, which means that you guarantee Champions League next season. Um, but sometimes, you know, that kind of success doesn't always guarantee that you are going to have a manager who's going to come in and fit the mold of the, of the football club. Um, that's such a spud, man. That's so... oh, uh... All right, I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with no. Um, I like what we're doing at the moment. Um, I think if we were asked at the beginning of the season if we could win the Europa Conference League and we could finish in the top four, that would never ever happen, not under the last previous manager or or whatnot. So um so i'm gonna go with i like what we're doing now um oh emory it's the emory project he's the king he's our guy he's the man and um the answer's no sorry
0: so that was a dollar 18 i had you down for to be contrary to us i knew you were going to do it I
2: (laughs) I, but it's Uh, such a good question It's a great question it it is is a good question. question you didn't you didn't because you said top four and you said the the conference league, I know the conference league is seen to some as sort of like a tin pot league, you know, but it, it's still a European trophy. Do you get what I mean? Like, and you finished top oh, four yeah. and you're going to be playing the champions league, but I would like to actually see Villa la- na- next season. Like we're going to be playing Europa league, Europa conference league anyway. I'd like to see Villa go for a domestic trophy and see how good we can do in the premier league next season um, and win that conference trophy. So, I'm sticking with Emery. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm just reconvincing myself. That's all. <laughs> so
0: I'm going to put you both on notice then. Um, yeah. A question on notice. We win the FA Cup, but we can't f- finish higher than sixth. i I'm. So I'm we, te- we're guaranteed we're, guaranteed we're going to finish sixth. We can't finish higher, but we win an FA Cup.
3: I take that. I'll I take, take that it well. every, every day of the week. I
2: would love Villa to win the FA Cup.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm a massive Cup fan and, you know, a traditionalist in that sense. That both Cups, I love the League Cup. I love the FA Cup. I love everything that goes with it. And for us to win one of those, well, give us the FA Cup and six. That's massive. So, yeah, I'll take that. No problems.
0: So let's, um, before we get into our excitement of the Brighton game, and we're not going to do a big review of that because we're doing this um, podcast later in the week. What's happened when we're doing that? Anyone listening to this podcast has probably listened to a number of podcasts about the Brighton game. Yeah.
2: So we'll do a yep. little
0: bit of a review on that. Um, but I just want to first say that um, we haven't actually qualified for the Conference League yet per se. Um, we will have a two-legged playoff to actually get into the um, uh, Conference League. Mm. So we, to... we, we we are on the unseeded side of the Europa Conference League uh, because uh, Seville uh, beat Roma. Um, so it changed it a little bit.
3: Yeah, I, I had to have a bit of a lay down the other day after looking at all the permutations of getting into the Conference League and all the different seeded, unseeded, all the different options. It's Crazy because there's still some games to be played this weekend. I think that have a bearing on um, the conference, Europa Conference. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. It, but
0: it definitely is. But I think the thing is, we 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 certainly, um, um we, we're certainly going to be in a two-legged playoff. Is that that's guaranteed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'll take I'll take that any day of the week. So um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be confident, though, like, you know, to be honest, um, I think what we what this club is doing at the moment, I know it's conference league and I'd imagine like the teams that are going to be playing are going to be teams like in other countries from sort of mid mid table teams, you know what I mean? Like similar to what Villa would be and stuff like that. The difference is we're going to have quite a lot over the next couple of months in terms of the transfer window um, because of Unai Emery and the kind of player that he can attract, and um, there is the possibility of some European football going further in the competition, and I just think that we'll be well equipped to to maybe qualify. That you know that first playoff, the two-legged thing. Um, like we're not going to be playing Real Madrid, are we? Do you know what I mean? Like it would, mm-hmm. we're not going to be playing um, Inter Milan or I don't know whoever it may be. Um, I just think that. Yeah, based on what we're doing and what Emery's done so far and his experience in Europe, I think we'd, we'd have a really good, strong possibility of, of getting through the first stage.
0: Yeah, no, really good, really good call there, guys. Let's go to the Brighton game. Um, a game where we dominated certain patches, we had our chances, uh, we, we gave them plenty of chances, and, and VAR played its part, and just a remarkable a uh, remarkable afternoon of football at villa park
3: incredible even just the start just watching the welcome you know with the team bus arriving and just the the atmosphere pre-game during the game just really turned it on the villa fans who were there and just looked brilliant wish i could have been there and you know to be playing in front of that would have just been unbelievable for our players and you know from the start of the season to that sort of atmosphere it just feels like two different seasons doesn't it really with so much on the line at the end of the season and and for me and not going to go into too much about the game, but it just feels different under Emery. Like in the past when, you know, there's been a lot on the line or in big games, we've gone into our shell or shrunk or haven't really turned up. But in big games under Emery where there's, you know, where results are needed, we get on the front foot and we, we actually, you know, get after the game, which is so good to see. You know, we, we put the pressure on, we stick to the game plan and you can just see this total belief and trust in all the players, in the players around them, but in the game plan and the, you know, the structure that Emery's built around them. So yeah, just an unbelievable day that I just sort of, as a Villa fan, set myself up to think that we were gonna not going to do it because we've been disappointed in the past, but uh, they just did a fantastic job. Couldn't believe it.
2: They are over the They're Brighton, are Paul. they you know Brighton are a quality outfit. You know when you look at Brighton, and you look at the team sheet before that. You say, oh, I don't even know who half of these players are really. You know, um, but they let you know by the end of this season who they are. Um, uh, the manager did a really good job. I thought, I thought, um, I thought they were took their foot off the gas by resting a couple of their better players. To be honest, we are. You. Um, you know, like the ends and. Those people in defence and stuff, Matoma on the Matoma on the bench and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can only play who you got in front of you. And and to be honest, I thought we were pretty good. I thought I really thought the boys knew it was in their hands. No matter what happened on that day, they just need to find a way to win that game. And that's what they did. Um, big shout out to Jacob Ramsey. Happy birthday to him! He, I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, huge. Oh, yeah. um, John McGinn. At um, the beginning of this season, I was I was doubting, I was doubting whether he's going to last until the end of the next season, like to the end of this season, and whether he will be at the club next season. I think um, we
0: all said that at certain points of this year, for you sure. Know,
2: and yeah. and and I don't regret saying it because I feel like at that moment in time, it it was warranted. You know what I was saying at that time was, I don't know where he's going from here. I don't know what happened to John McGee. I You know he was a decent player. Maybe he's not cut out for it anymore. But he's proved he proved me wrong. He proved a lot of people wrong. But at that particular time, I felt like those kinds of words were granted. I wasn't insulting him. I just felt like he he, he his his performances weren't warranting the place in the side. Um, and oh, can I just say this one? There was one tackle that Kamara did. Um, yeah. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, if he didn't make that tackle, the game would have been could have been a very different way. Uh, yes, yeah. it was an immense tackle. Anyway, and,
3: and you know, and just to add to that as well, Tess, there was a save from Martinez as well just before halftime, and it was one of them where he comes out and spreads himself. I think it was Undav. He had plenty of chances, but Martinez, unbelievable again. Just and. He's done this time after time this season and just really just kept us in the game where goals at that time probably s- changes the momentum a little bit. And Camaras was exactly the same as well. But fair play to Martinez, just he's done it so many times this season.
0: He's definitely and, a sweeper keeper, yeah, he did it in play. the
3: world
2: final, yeah, that. yeah, Can't exactly. Yeah,
0: but but the commentators, and this is why I just I, I, I don't even rate commentators anymore, right? The commentators are like, oh, it's a save you'd expect him to make. Holy crap! He made it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no just, way.
0: I just can't stand the commentators when they come out with crap like that. And, and and there's a third tackle, guys. If I could add this one in, or a third bit of play, McGinn's tackle that led to our to the uh, that led to that goal. Yeah. Oh.
2: That was absolutely hey, that was hey, that was that was a challenge. That, that, that's what I mean about John McGinn. Sorry, I'm getting excited, but just get stuck in and, <laughs> and do what you do, man. His
0: we have we, said it. He he looks trimmer. He looks faster. And 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 I think whatever Emery's brought into it, or or let's give credit to McGinn and the um fitness coaches as well, the fitness staff, because he definitely looks sharper and quicker.
3: Yeah, and I think that that sort of goes in with, you know, he's always been tenacious and always been hard in the tackle. But with that fitness, I think, comes, like, more clarity. And he's he's a lot – he's picking passes a lot better and picking better options now, if that makes sense. Whereas earlier in the season, when he's devoid of confidence, probably not as fit – He's just, I don't know, just seems to be rushing the pass or rushing the option and just, yeah, picking the wrong option. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I reckon his fitness has been massive and been a huge contribution for us towards the end of the season.
2: Mm. And and your boy Bailey there, Paul. A couple of nice passes and a couple <laughs> of nice runs and stuff.
0: Yeah, he still didn't finish it off when he could have. No, no. Look, in all, in all honesty, his last probably four or five weeks have been fabulous and it, and it's I still don't think he will be there. I I, I know Emery likes the kind of player and I hope he is there because if he is there it means Emery really knows there's something special there. So mm-hmm. It's really um, odd
2: cuz he likes he likes Bailey. He's, he's dropping Ben Buendia for Bailey. Isn't he really? Well yeah. Bailey gives him Bailey
0: at the moment's obviously given him that that little extra kind of skill that and Bailey's using both feet at the moment.
2: Which, yes. Um, yes.
0: I think that's been I, – I honestly believe that that's Emery-based and, and Emery's team-based because he did not have a right boot or didn't use his right foot at all until Emery came in, and he's now using both feet, and it is causing havoc for defenders on him because they, yeah. they, they think he's going to go on his left every time. When yeah. he's cutting back on his right now, I don't know why he never believed he had a right foot because it's better than a lot of other people's right feet. So he,
3: he put a cracking ball in for Jacob Ramsey, didn't he, in the second yes. half on his on yeah. his right foot, and it was on an absolute. Right it was uh, I say a sitter. It did bounce up, but you know you'd, you'd expect Ramsey to bury that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, he hits the bar after three minutes. Gets an, he should really get an assist there if those two go in. He's had a you know he's at a top game, isn't he? And yeah. yeah, like you say, I think he's. His last couple of weeks, he started to string together a little bit more confidence and a bit of form. But, yeah, the jury's still out, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah. I'll I t- I tell you what, though, guys. The the I want to go back to something you, you were talking about earlier. The crowd atmosphere before and after the game, mm. I don't remember seeing that with Villa for a couple of decades. Like, honestly, I know there was a bit of a piss take of Ramsey in the bus. <laughs> saying, but that was, that, That's a Villa born and bred. That, that, that it's been taken way out of context. That one, nah. I think people need to understand. Yeah, you know, imagine. I suppose if we're winning a title, imagine if we're in an FA Cup. Imagine, you know, and, and I suppose that's a lot of what he's saying as well. <laughs> imagine what it would be like.
2: <laughs> yeah, so,
0: um, no, that was a bit of a everyone
2: leave re- leave JJ alone, man. Leave JJ. Yeah, Conza <laughs> had him sorted out straight away. You heard it. That yeah, told him to shut up, have some respect, <laughs> twat. <laughs> yeah, and I
0: think that was just—I honestly think that's what it was. I think that was just a bit of muck around, and it's yeah. been way overrated. Yeah, anyone who knows Ramsey's background would know what he thinks of our fans and yeah, and everything. So, uh, to,
2: just be honest though—in his whole, let's say, what is he? Twenty? He just turned twenty-two, right? So, yep. in his lifetime of playing at Aston Villa as a kid, going through, he hasn't seen any good days. Nah. You know, in terms of success for the club you know like he's been a kid there when was the last time you know he he hasn't seen any of that and I think he's just a young guy who just said something um out of the blue you know kind of thing not really thinking about it because he's never seen he's never seen the supporters outside the stadium cheering that bus in before m- when they leave none wow. of them, none of them youngsters have and I think he was just like whoa whoa what's going on I think he just got caught by the moment not in a serious way he just lightly got caught in a moment he got checked by his, his teammates. It's over. Fine. Still love JJ. Happy birthday to your buddy. God,
0: happy <laughs> birthday, JJ. When did you guys stop buzzing about Monday morning's result? Um,
2: what do you mean when? What do you mean stop though? I know. I, I, I don't think I have. I'm
0: saying. <laughs> like, I, I, I still, oh man. I, I mean, it's hard to believe when you look at the table, 61 points based on where we were, 27 points clear of relegation. And, you know, we are closer to Arsenal in second than we are to the, um, you know, uh, Leicester in
3: 18th. You just can't believe it's the same season, can you? The start to the finish. It feels, to me, it's been a really long season. Uh, You know, obviously the majority has been really enjoyable since Emery came in. But it's just... I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a turnaround like that. And and Emery obviously getting you know close to being, you know, manager of the season. He was right up there for me with the job that he did from where we were to where we finished. Is just incredible. Like and it's the same group of players bar, you know, Alex Marino coming yeah. in and and he's just used exactly what Jared had and but has got, it just turned it on its head. Unbelievable. Well, yeah.
0: guys, two teams I just want to touch on quickly. Newcastle have had a season for the ages for them, right?
1: Mm. And Brighton,
0: everyone's raved about Brighton's football play.
1: Mm.
0: Quite rightly so. One point behind Brighton. And when you look at the whole season and where we were, 10 points behind Newcastle. Mm. When you put that in context, that's darn amazing.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and I think uh, I was listening to... um... Uh, excuse me for the name checking, but I was listening to 1874 podcast with Dan Bardell and Greg Evans. And I think Greg Evans mentioned that um, Villa, since the, since Emery came and since after the World Cup, Villa um, are third in the league behind Manchester City and Arsenal.
0: Oh, I've stuffed up. I had us as fourth, but I think you're right. Yeah, I just uh, had it in my head that we were the fourth best. But I so think, I think yeah. we,
2: were, we were the third best team since that period of time. And you think about, where um, I know Deserby's had and Potter have had a good season, but they had an 11 game head start to, to what Villa you know, and um, they made some really, really good points. I just think, I think they've, they've done really well to be where they are. I'm delighted that they are where they are Brighton because it's nice to see some change um, in the, in the Premier League. And it's not always the same teams as for Newcastle, you know, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I had a go at a couple of fans who were, um, <laughs> I had a couple of go ago, a couple of, of the supporters who were in a video that was trending around and stuff. But as a club, their support is huge. You know, um, the manager's done a really good job there. And this season, they've done a really, really good job to be in the Champions League and well-deserved, well-deserved. Yeah, well done, well-deserved. Done. The, mm-hmm. the, the majority of their fans are brilliant, you know, like, Um, So I want to just say that in case any of them are listening. I was just having a go at a couple of those fans. Um, But the majority of the fans are brilliant. They've had a really good season and they deserve to be where they are. Really delighted to see that Chelsea and Tottenham are in Champions League or Europe. The the teams
0: that ended up in the top eight guys um, all won 18 games and above. So Tottenham who finished eighth won 18 games. We won 18, Brighton 18. And Liverpool and Newcastle, to put it in perspective, only won one more game than us this year. So, fabulous effort, absolutely yeah. outstanding. Whatever happens in the Europa Conference qualification and so forth, I mean, none of us dream this. So, Emery, um, I, at the start of this podcast, boys, I did some pre-recording. I do have a little bit of a uh, good evening um, go- a theme going at the start. So, mm. it's not picking on him. It's just a tribute to the great man. So, mm. uh,
2: Do you know what else me. as well, um, Paul? I was just, gonna, I was just thinking... When is the last time that you've actually seen us as Villa supporters? Not just us three, four that do this podcast, but Villa supporters in general. There's just seems to be a massive bonding between the supporters now as well. You know, the supporters seem to, you know, like you have a difference of opinion. It just feels like the football club have managed to get the Villa support who had so many years and rightly so of sort of, half negativity you know the joke was like, oh, yeah we'll go there we're gonna get flogged anyway that sort of thing how how good is it to see at the moment and I'm noticing it through social media through Instagram I'm noticing it through Twitter I don't use Facebook as much but I'm noticing that there's such a really good harmony amongst the Villa fans at the moment and it's really really nice to see it's really nice really nice to feel I'm getting past pers- you know uh, DMs and stuff saying um, that the podcast is great and um, up the villa and all these sorts of things. So it's just really nice to have uh, the villa support together as well.
0: Look, it really is. And, and even walking the streets of um, Brisbane and, and, and other areas of Queensland, wearing, mm. a, I've been wearing my villa hoodie and, and jackets all week. Same. And, um, and, and just getting nods from people who don't follow villa or hearing the occasional up the villa. It's been mm. amazing because for so many years we were, let's be honest, we are a bit of a joke. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was at a Brisbane Raw game earlier in the year and there was a ton of lead supporters there for some reason. They must have made a, a, a choice to go out. I, <laughs> Your mates. Yes. I had, a jacket, <laughs> I had a villa jacket over a Raw shirt and, and they were giving it to me. And I'm just... I, I, I was just like, you know, that, that, that's going to kind of go over the next few years in terms of we're not a joke. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I
2: just, yeah. Can I, Just on... Because we haven't discussed it. We don't want to discuss it. I really need to mention this. When And this is for the listeners. When we all met, we all met in person in Brisbane. Um, at the, And we were going to watch Aston Villa versus Leeds. Now, after the game, I was sat next to Paul during the whole game. And after the game, we were coming out because we won the game. And um, Paul said to a couple of these fans, you know, well played, but you know, you guys are a bit of a state. I think you're going to go down this season. And, mm. and and you did say that, Paul. You said to a few fans, you know, and not horribly, but politely, you like, yeah, I mean, you guys are all going to ship goals and there's no flow and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I think you get relegated. <laughs> I, I don't,
0: was it. I don't okay. want to be proud of that moment, but just... sorry, <laughs> sorry. But it
2: was, it was. I had a giggle about it the other day, and I don't, I know it sounds a bit disrespectful, but I had a giggle because you were right. <laughs> Ooh, I was right for once. So
0: I didn't get one goal prediction right. I did, <laughs> I did tip that Watkins this week would be the goal-scoring winner. I only tipped one-nil though. So, um, did
2: you I, get the way that he was going to score the goal? No, goals no,
0: I, time, no. I did actually because for the first time ever, guess what? If you actually go back and listen to that part of the pod, I don't do a silly prediction. I said there was too much on the line. I can't. I can't make a silly prediction other than what can score the winner.
2: There you so, go. So maybe yeah. I should do that next season. Mm. Well, you can't say they're going to stop doing the predictions. Like, this oh no, is part no, of...
0: they're, they're staying. They're staying in. The silly predictions are staying in. Hey boys, why don't, why don't we um, get into some listener questions?
2: Yes. Yep. Yes. Let's it.
0: So we'll start from Twitter, at Aussie Villains, guys. You can get us at Aussie Villains. We love the fact that you're following us, um, and we follow you back whenever we can. We're, up to, we're almost up to 3,000 um, followers on Twitter, so help us get that over the yeah, mark and we force. become that family. So this one's from No Coder. Um, he's asked, that he's uh, asked us questions before. With Arsenio seemingly snubbing us for PSG, Do you see the rumour of being in for uh, Jael Felix a possibility? The transfer rumour mill is excruciating. Well, I'll just say this before we go on to the uh, um, Felix uh, part of it. The rumour mill is beautifully and it's excruciating and it's beautifully excruciating. And (laughs) I tell you, I honestly think the theme of this season will be Emery and his team are not going to tell anyone what they're going to do until the last minute. So any rumours you see, take them with a massive cup of salt. Yeah. I,
3: I, I think, you know, Joe Felix is going to get offered round to a lot of clubs this summer. He's going to be bandied around uh, every club, you know, that's in European competitions and... And I, I, I think Villa would have an interest, but I just think the money involved in that sort of loan at the moment probably wouldn't suit us. I think, I think we'll probably look elsewhere and probably look to strengthen in a few more areas. Obviously, an undoubted talent went to Chelsea. We all know what Chelsea's season was like this year. He showed flashes of brilliance, didn't he, João Felix? And yes. you know, and and no doubt he would improve the Villa squad. I'm not saying he wouldn't, but. I, I just don't see it being viable. I think there'd be a lot of money in wages and loan fees just to get him on loan, and I, I just think maybe Villa will look at other options. Is my is my feel anyway?
0: Yeah, and I, I think Perslow and Co have already said that they're um, looking at trimming the wage costs, um, and we do have a lot of players on in it. In it, I'm not saying we wouldn't want to take him; we would. Mm. But there's a lot of money being spent on players who are barely first-team players. Um, Dendonka and players like that are on massive weekly wages. So, um, would it be great to get him? I think it would be great. I think he'd yeah. add another um, little bit of class for us. Mm. Um, I don't think we'll get him. What about you, Tess?
2: Yeah. Um, Phoenix is a really interesting one for me because... Of that awful Chelsea side that played this season, he was the one that whenever I seen him, he had flashes of brilliance yeah. where he looked like yeah. he could score. God, th- just like his finishing was just not there really throughout the whole, you know, throughout this whole season. You could see he got into all the right positions and stuff, but just wasn't finishing. Oh,
0: that doesn't that doesn't give me confidence, mate. We've had no. we've had a lot of players who aren't finishing. Yeah, <laughs> but,
2: um, the difference is you, you look at the coach he had, you know, like yeah. You know, they can't win a game. Lampard's, you, you know, couldn't win a game with all of those players who are supposed to be real quality players. They spent a fortune. Um, look at we- what look at what John McGinn's doing. Look what Tyrone Mings is doing. Look what Esri Konza's doing. Look what Moreno's doing. Look at Buendia and Watkins. You know, Emery's coach, Emery and his staff have coached these players so that they can get into Europe next season. So you bring somebody... Who has the quality like Charles Felix to the club, if he if he if it's doable. Um, I think he becomes a really big player and more disciplined. And um you see you'll get to see what all the hype was about him as a player. The problem is, sorry there, Paul, one no, second. Just, right. the, just the just the just the the issue is at the moment with the transfer window, well, it's not even there yet, the mill. It's all about agents trying to to get the yes. best deal for mm. all of their players, right? So at the moment, if Villa going for a player, it's like, oh, Villa are interesting, blah, blah, blah. Then what happens is it starts getting bandied around so that the player can get more money and the agents can get more money. And then, and we're going to lose out. Um, Asensio, although um, he left Real Madrid for free, he's going to go to Paris Saint Germain. He's going to get a big stack of wages to go there. He might not even play every single game. He might. Be a bench player, but he's going there because he knows he's going to get that type of money in his bank. Um, which says to me, come to Villa, you're probably going to be playing right, you're going to probably play every week, you've got to earn your place and play every week. But yeah, um, at the moment, pinch of salt, as you said, Paul. Um, no, I
0: said cup of salt,
2: cup of salt. And <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely hoping like someone like Charles Felix's quality will come to the club. Um, yeah. If we were offered him and the club could do a deal to bring him, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Um, I just have a feeling that the club are looking at targets and everyone's got it wrong at the moment. I think they're working behind the scenes really, really hard. You know what they've been doing recently. They're just... I mean, Moreno was... It was only a couple of days before he signed and Fabrizio Romano had mentioned it only a few days before he signed. You know what I mean? Like, so... Our club have been really good at doing business quietly, and I, I hope that's, they can what do I, that. that's
0: what I was saying. Mm. I, I, I think, honestly, I think we'll get one or two what names that will satisfy the people in the go, mm. and, and I think we'll get three or four players that we've barely heard of, yeah, and they will be exactly what Emery wants. Do you
3: think there that wholesale that's, changes that's,
2: though? I, and I that's
3: that's do. the key point, isn't yeah. it, Paul? I think, you know, they've got to be what Emery wants and fit his philosophy and his style. And I, I agree. I think, you know, he's he's going to look at, you know, players in that Mourinho mould where, you know, statistically he's a you know brilliant left-back, probably the best left-back in La Liga, but not the most fashionable or the biggest name, but has got the numbers to back it up. And Emery knows what he's going to get from him. And, yeah, we've got to aim big with players coming in if we want to get into the Champions League. And we've got to progress and buy players of a higher level. But they do have to fit the squad and the system, don't they? That's the important part.
0: And I I absolutely agree. I do think there will be wholesale changes, Tess, because of the wage structure. Not not players for players' sake. But we had players on a 100-odd thousand a week who honestly wouldn't be... They probably wouldn't have been chosen for Villa going forward anyway, so I think we're going to lose some of those players, and I don't think you'll be too upset when they go. We've already had one go, and that's Ashley Young, so am I able to segue to something there, guys? At yeah, go, Yeah. So, it'll, it'll be a two-way segue, because there's two components to this. The first one... <audio> a, We've done it. I've, done a test. I've done a test. Okay, so the first one is um, I kind of took not umbrage, but I kind of took a bit of... Uh, I just wanted to People said straight away when he retired, Villa legend. And so I went, hmm, what constitutes a Villa legend? I personally don't think Ashley Young is a Villa legend. Legend is an extremely strong word. And I think there's only a few players in the history of a club that should be called legend. So for me, based on that, and the fact he was at Man U for so many years, I don't have him as a Villa legend. But I put up a post this week, and it was with the departure of Young, Would you call him a Villa legend? We have 199 votes with about an hour to go. 73% said yes. So that's what, 140 odd? 11% said no. So that's about 20. And 16%, so about 30, said they're unsure. Mm. Guys, I would like your thoughts. I've said mine. I don't believe he's a Villa legend.
3: I was in the, was it 11% that said no, Paul? yeah, I was in the eleven percent. And purely for the fact that you know for me, club legend, you need to be winning things, not not to be all an end all, or you need to have you know long stints at a club or maybe a one club man and have been you know around for a long time. and and, like you said, him leaving for you know, Man United, that stung. That was, you know, really painful for us Villa fans and, you know, sort of brought back bad memories of Dwight York crossing across the United. And, Mm. yeah, so for me, like a brilliant servant, you know, since he's come back to the club, model pro, loved having him here. I, I said in earlier pods that I would have given him another year's contract purely for his experience and his, you know, his his. Persona being around the club, but you can understand why the club have let him go. So for me, I I, I said no to a club legend.
2: Mm. I agree uh, with Rhino. Um, I don't think Ashley Young is a club legend. However, I feel like he's been a fantastic, a yes. brilliant, a brilliant servant to this football club. Um, I know he went away to to Man United, and gr- the way that he left wasn't controversial. As the he left, he left, he left the club. And um, went on to Man United, winning trophies. Um, left Man United to go to Inter Milan. I think won trophies there as well. Yeah. Um, and then his first opportunity to come back to England, he chose Villa, which is fantastic. He had some sort of relationship with the supporters. But what was he? How long was he there before three years? Maybe three years in the, in his prime before he went to Man United.
0: Uh, she so was four years with us. Um, four years. And then and then um, I think what hurt is that he left at the age, I think he was 25, 26 when he left. So right in his prime. Um, now, put it into context, he played 110 games in his two stints at Villa. and uh, Sorry, 210 games. And he played 192 for United. So that actually surprised me when I had a look this way. Mm, mm. So he actually played more games for us, but he won, he won titles and, and all sorts of stuff uh, at United. Yeah. Right at the, at the peak of his career too. So I think... When I say he's not a legend, I agree with both of you. Has he been a fantastic servant?
2: Yes, one
0: hundred percent. But legend, yep. legend is a word that we just throw out there, right? I don't yeah. Think Villa's got a handful of legends, so I, if we've got a handful of legends in my mind, you can't go and put. You know, I would say there's what six, seven, maybe eight Villa legends. So I can't have Young in there.
2: Mm. I think there's going to be. I, th- in, in my opinion, there's probably. Two players in the current squad that may end up going down as Aston Villa legends. Yep, in my opinion, who's that? I see who you got. I've got Tyrone Mings, one hundred percent, and I've got John McGinn, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, but...
0: I don't, I don't agree with either of those. So you're, you're saying legends, legend. I'm legend. thinking
2: from what, from when they came to the club, for what they've done to get help Villa get back to the Premier League, mm-hmm. to help them get Villa stay in the Premier League, for their ambassadorship. For what they've done in, in Aston Villa for the way that um for what they are doing now, I think eventually these these two players um will will become um more recent legends for the football club. Yeah. That's my if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If my
3: if we go on to be successful and, and win things, <clears throat> and you know, I could definitely see Mings, you know, even McGinn go into that level, but that's for me, it's going to take um, a fair bit of success to get those guys to um, legend status, really, at the club. And I, look, look, I love both players. Yeah. And I, I couldn't agree more with Tyrone Mings. Like, you know, he, he's just a shining example as a player that you want at our club. And But, yeah, I, I'm sort of with you at the moment. Paul probably, yeah, don't see him quite getting it unless we start winning things fairly soon. Um,
2: yeah, no, and and as I say, I, I'm i not saying that they are now, but my opinion is that those those two players um, potentially are going to be a, a new era of legend at the football club. But again, well, just just an opinion.
0: Yeah, look I, look, I don't... Um, I hear where you're coming from. I suppose it all comes down to semantics and what, you know, your own uh, idea of, you know, mm. legends. I think most people would say Paul McGrath is... And, and Paul McGrath played 166 games for Villa. Fantastic games. Alan mm. Wright. Um, you know, I, I, there's, there's there's not going to be. I mean, legend is just that term with that legend of the club. And, and that my mm. explanation of this, and we had it on last week's podcast. A legend or an absolute champion of a club is where other people from other clubs or even other leagues will say. Well, yeah, man, that guy's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I could mm. be wrong here. But what I happens if anyone. I what think happen... Martinez? I think Martinez is the only player I can see that if he stayed with us for the rest of his career, he will absolutely be a Villa legend.
2: What about if Villa next season do well in the Europa Conference League? They secure Europe again next season, but there's a we win an FA Cup or a League Cup.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that goes a long way towards it because legend, you have to have feats as well, don't you? And, yeah. And I think I think certainly your argument um, for them becoming legends is is definitely valid, um, but they have to win things.
3: Yeah. yeah, and we and we play the game to be successful. I mean, that's the aim of playing sport in the yeah. simplest term is to win, and in football is to win trophies. And and for me, I agree with you, Paul. I think. Um, you know, you have to, you know, even just winning one trophy, depending on what it is, you know, it can turn, but it depends on the trophy. You know, a European Cup, like some of our, you know, players in the past have won, is a massive achievement. Yeah, and yeah. You know, that's, you know, comes with a lot of weight, doesn't it, winning a, a European Cup and yeah. not easy to do. And that's why they sort of get put in that that legendary status. Mm. And, you know, they win the league and then they win the European Cup a couple of years later. So, yeah, it's
0: massive like, so- so Gordon Cowens would, would be a legend. I mean there's no doubt about that. Um Cowen, everyone talks about Cowans. Mortimer is a legend. Paul McGrath's a legend. Um I, I you know, I, I suppose what I'm trying to say there is we don't actually have what I would call a ton of legends at our club. Mm. We've had a no, ton no. of really excellent players, but we're talking legends. Um so anyway, I mean people could disagree with me. Um I know Brian Little Brian Little would have to be there, not just because of his playing, yeah. act, but as a manager I, I, as well.
3: I'd be interested to hear, you know, especially the listeners, if you think there's other club legends, get on the comments and, mm. and get onto the Twitter page and let us know who you yeah. think uh, Taylor, are the club legends.
0: Positive. You know, those mm. guys, I think, are legendary. Um, but, you know, that's just me. And Yeah, great call. Get on Aussie Villains. Let's put up who you believe are Villa legends, and yes. I, I, that's why I love this discourse. You know, we can disagree with each other, and it's not life nor death, is it? <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> and, so. and it'll be interesting because some of the younger listeners may have a different idea as well. So that'll be really interesting. Good call, Rhino. Let's let's yeah. let's find out who they think Villa legends are. Do we have any possibilities of anyone in the current setup being a legend of our club? Yeah. great question.
0: Uh, Let's do I, it. Yeah, but we'll certainly get that up. So we'll get that up over the weekend. Let's go into a couple more questions. Um, where was this one? There was one that was... Oh, here we go. This was one from uh, Billy Wiz. Always gives us a question every week. World football chat. Definitely worth a follow, guys. Um, he's put up here, was it the right decision to release Ashley Young? I'm going <laughs> on record, guys. Just quickly saying for a fair while that I thought this was his last season. Um mm. I wouldn't have argued with you guys for him having another season other than to say, well, something's going wrong. In my mind, something's going wrong with our rebuild if he gets another season. That's just my opinion.
2: Go for (laughs) it, Tessie. I think it's the right time. Yeah. Just turned 38, didn't he, Ashley Young? Yeah. I like and and you know my feelings, guys. You like you know um I'm all about that progression in in our football club, and I just think so we we were a bit short sometimes uh, during the season, and we got yeah. by, you know. And Ashley Young did a really fantastic job while um, Matty Cash was injured and stuff like that. But then Matty Cash gets injured, and then yeah, we we begin to struggle there, and um, Ashley just doesn't have the legs anymore to play every game in the Premier League um, and in my opinion I feel that it's time for some new blood. I feel like we need to, we need to freshen some things up in, in this football club at the moment and so I would currently expect um, a couple of more players to be on, on the fringes or let go but I think it was time. I think it was the right decision. Although can I just counter that because you set the alarm, <laughs> set the, set the alarm off. <laughs> I, I, I I think before this foot the game against Brighton, Emery had it in his mind that Ashley Young's not going to be offered a new contract. And I felt like um whether it be him or the football club should have announced that before the game so that the supporters could have given him a send off. I think that would have been fit and appropriate um, mm-hmm. for somebody who's contributed quite
3: well this season. I, I I disagree a little yeah, bit there same. with the um be just because there was so much riding on the Brighton game. And you know, and, and I agree, he's been a terrific servant. But I think there's no room for sentiment when you get to this level of sport, and when you've got goals of, you know, getting into Europe. And I think Emery is ruthless like that, and I and you have to be at the top. You've, you know, he, football is, you know, you, you're only a couple of results away from being under under pressure. So for me, I think, yeah, you know, I was surprised to see Young go, but it says to me that they've got a replacement lined up already. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think, yeah, there's no room for sentiment. And I think Emery just, he's a, he's a winner and he'll do it at all costs and and doesn't sort of think about those things. He'll be obviously grateful for Young for what he did after the World Cup and covering. But um, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, you've just got to be ruthless at this level and just go for it.
2: I agree that you've got to be ruthless. I just felt like he knew before he's not going to be keeping him on as a contract. And you don't necessarily have to play the player. But... He's, he's, he's come in and done a good job and even if he's not going to play, you know at the end of the game when everyone's doing their interviews, you know the supporters would have known and could have given him a little clap to say thank yeah. you very much. That's, yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at yeah
0: I, I don't disagree with you if, if there was nothing to play for but there was so much to play for and I don't think they wanted to distract at all from that task. Mm. making Europe was absolutely monumental for where we were. Yep. And it was all he was thinking about. And in, and in his interview and, and afterwards and everything, that's what he was saying about Europe was everything. Mm-hmm. Now, even pre-game in his address to players, it was all about Europe.
2: So, yeah.
0: <laughs> pardon me. Uh, guys, another question here. Um, we'll just c- continue going on with the questions at the moment because we don't have a game to preview, do we?
2: <laughs> uh,
0: <but laughs> yeah, we will have a preview of our uh, two-leg qualifier for sure when that comes out. Um, but the next question is: um, You were asked to make one realistic signing this summer. Who are you going for, guys? I'm going to. I've always absconded for these. I'm not sure if you've noticed yet, but this. you will. I never get into the <laughs> I never get into these discussions about um, realistic signings because, literally, there are hundreds and thousands of players and leagues all over the world that could be realistic signings. I don't have enough knowledge of what Villa is trying to do, so. I'll stay out of it. And let you two guys come in. Oh man! I, oh, I, I laugh. I'll jump
3: in. I, I love the transfer window, boys. Oh, I love the rumours, <laughs> and you know I'm all over. I, I love every bit of gossip that comes in. So I'll uh, I'll jump in for this one. No problem. <laughs>
2: well, I since would. He um, sits on the wall fence all the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would go my my choice, and he's he's dropped off a bit at Leicester, but Yuri Tielemans has been, you know, it, it was. At Monaco, came to Leicester, had two good seasons there, but has dropped off with some injuries and some bad form. But I just think he's still 25, 26, and I think he's world-class. I think he's a player Emery could reinvigorate and really thrive at Villa if Emery got his hands on him and got him into our system. And I think, obviously, we've been linked to Barnes and a few other um, players who've – um, dropped down to the championship of being relegated. But for me, Yuri Telemans, I think he's realistic. I think there'll be big teams in for him. But given where we've finished in the league and given that we've got the pull of Emery, I think we could get him.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, if I was going to give anyone, I was going to say Barnes. But I think Barnes, mm. actually, I think Barnes actually looks like it, it could, or, without being rude from what you're reading, I think Barnes might actually um, be a signing. Um, so that's why I probably won't put him in because I think Palms actually might go to Villa. Yeah, it's, okay. So I'm I'm looking at it more as who is someone we could sign that we're not you, that hasn't already been linked. Is the way I was mm. reading it, but I could be wrong. Yeah,
2: I reckon Over Barnes. Goes, I reckon Barnes is going to go somewhere like Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, he fits their profile as well a lot. Um, I you guys know who I, I I just want that player. I want that player, um, and I keep forgetting De Paul. The Argentinian. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I want him. Like I've been saying it for so long. I want him to come to Villa, and I want. But him is to he pay realistic,
0: test Like, is hey, he realistic? I think. I think it's
3: hundred clubs are going to come in for him.
2: Where's he playing at the moment? I don't even know where he's uh, playing. I think he's at to Madrid, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's gettable from Atletico Madrid. They're just they're trying to make a bunch of it's, money at the moment. He's gettable. So he's definitely it's gettable. gettable.
0: They're perennial. They're perennial Champions League team.
2: We can get, we can get him. We can get him. Martinez, <laughs> Ma- agent Martinez is. I think we can get him. I like him. He's. I, I know there's a bunch of players out there that um that will be linked and all this kind of stuff. But if it's a player that I would like to see at Villa, um, it would be him. Um, one hundred percent. Otherwise, we'll just go for the sort of, you know, yeah. No, I'll just go with that one because I don't want right. to set the alarm off.
0: Quite, um, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few- Quite a few people answered messy, um, <laughs> which, which, which I love. And it, oh my God, it would be one of the, I don't care if you played for us for one season, how good would it be mm. to, to own a messy villa shirt? Oh. I would I would, I would, would buy messy everything. I would literally, I don't think there would be anything. I would buy messy toilet paper, but I'd, I'd never use it. I literally messy.
2: buy home away, third kit, training kit.
0: And and a keeper kit, and just put Messi in the back as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, mean,
2: if my oh, is going to take a pay cut, just get him in.
0: You guys know how much I love collecting my dip, uh, my sporting cards from around the world. I I would be in for every single match. Me- no one would be able to buy a Messi Villa card because of me, I can guarantee <laughs> you. Do
2: you know what I want to see though? In general, like I want to see I want to see players come to the club who can embrace the culture. I know there's going to be a lot of top, top players that can come in who are quality players for what they are and they're going to get paid some seriously good money. But what I would really like to see is someone who will come in and wear the shirt with a bit of pride and engage with the fans and, and, and the current culture that we've got. It would really be, I see a couple of like those types of players come in. I know Emery's moulding the players and I just hope that he brings in that type of player as well. Um, look at the difference me. in... Look at the difference in Douglas Louise.
0: Yeah. Tess, don't tell me, though, and Rhino, don't tell me you couldn't see Messi and his family having a couple of pickled eggs, a pint, <laughs> uh, and maybe a couple of kebabs at two in the morning. In Birmingham. He's definitely going
2: to definitely going to be having a, a couple of ales next to the fire at Christmas time, you know what I mean, in one of the pubs in, in, in the Midlands and stuff with his wife and kids and stuff. One hundred percent see it. He won't yeah. even look at a place. And
0: imagine him giving it to the blue noses as well. He just walked <laughs> you know, into the center of
2: town. of no. they, they'll they'll want to try and jump ship and come to Villa and support Villa for crying out loud. He'd get out of his
0: <laughs> he'd, he'd get out of his beautiful luxury car, and and the person opening the door for him would put down. Birmingham shirts for him to walk on
2: <laughs> he'll be like I ain't walking on that shit <laughs> no you would have to jump it that's right Carried sorry about team. my language <laughs> no look um,
0: Harge Down Under who's always um, always always a yeah. great oh, contributor he, his question came in you know um, his first part of it we've already kind of covered about Ashley Young um, do you have to win silverware at a club or be accorded legend status or a question uh, or have the impact of a Harry Kane. So we, we have answered that. But the second part of his question is about Kane Kessler Hayden uh, mm-hmm. and what's happened to him. Now, uh, it, for me, he's he. I think he's in trouble because I know he's only very young, but he hasn't had the impact he would think he would at Swindon, then the Milton King gone to Huddersfield. Um, now, we know he is a wing back can play both sides, and that might be the, the grace to him. Yeah, but I just well, a bit worried that he hasn't really had the impact at at lower level. I know he's only young, but I always say if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. You
3: yeah, and I and I, I think. You know, he was playing in a Huddersfield team that was struggling for long, long periods in the Championship last year and stayed up. Neil Warnock managed to, you know, get him to stay up, and but his his loan ended prematurely there. And and for me, that that's not a great sign if you're not getting into a struggling Championship team. And what is he? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah he's, would-
0: like, he's only twenty.
3: He's only 20. So, yeah, you know, obviously got a lot of potential, but as, you know, I, I think there'll be a couple of the young guys moved on in the summer. They're at that age where, you know, it's sink or swim now, and if you don't, you're not getting first team opportunities, you kind of got to move on and, and drop down a division or so, and yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think with I young...
0: Leave... I hope I'm wrong, by the way.
3: Yeah, I think with young leaving the club, I think Cash it will stay, obviously, as right-back. I think... Emery will have someone lined up to obviously compete with Cash that's more in his mold, you know, uh, or what he wants. He
0: won't be competing competing with Cash. Whoever he brings in will be playing in Cash's position, and Cash, the Polish international, will be backing up whoever Emery brings in. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with Very strongly about.
3: Yeah, I, I, and I'd agree with that. I think, you know, I just, yeah. So, I think some of the young guys we touched on, Philogene Bidetson in, in a couple of podcasts ago, I think he'll be the same where he'll, you know, he'll make his way out of the club too. So, yeah, just to answer that question from Omar is just, yeah, I think Kane Kessler-Hayden's probably going out and, and probably leaving on a transfer, to be honest.
0: I bloody love the questions um, our, yeah. our listeners put in. Yeah, really do
3: Brilliant questions. Great.
2: Yeah, great. Is is Hesler, uh, Caden Hessler? Uh, uh, is he at the club at the moment? Did he he finish alone and he came back to the club, right? So he's playing yeah. for the, He was playing for the under twenty um, ones. Under twenty or... ones,
0: who won that um, that tournament um, a couple of weeks ago as well? I know it was an invitational, but they still won. Yeah. And winning's yeah. a habit. Yeah, um, it it does worry me a little bit though. If you're at those lower levels. And look, he, he, let's let's give a bit of defense of him. He is very small of stature at the moment. He's five, I think five oh here we go. I'll just have a quick look. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's five eight, five nine, and he's only yeah. lightly built. So playing in those lower leagues and, and playing down back, it's a pretty tough ask for a young guy as well.
2: I mean, I've seen him I've seen him a few times and he looks like he has some composure and he looks like he can cross the ball. Comes down to coaching, but if he's at that age now where I mean, he's what just turned must have just turned 20. Hey? He
0: turns 21 in October. Yeah,
2: I think there's still potential. So, I think yep. like if you can find a decent loan for him at a championship club next season where he's going to get games, okay. um, that will be like the deciding thing. I don't, I, I don't see that Emory really likes young players. Um, not to say he doesn't like young players, but I think he likes players who've got a bit of experience i think if they're coach. old enough
0: they're good enough mate I'm i sorry, do as well and enough, yeah. and
2: and 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 the prime example of if you're old enough good enough is jacob Ramsey right yep. uh, mm-hmm. you, you can't argue with what jacob Ramsey's come in and done um three managers have been picking him um and he's been a stalwart in the england under 18s under 21s um for ages and and to be honest jacob Ramsey should right now be in that england squad instead of people like Conor yeah, hundred percent. Yawn,
0: you know I mean? yawn. Penguin no, Squad, don't care.
2: Oh, oh. I'm the, hey, in. I'm the I'm the only one, don't and Ryan is a Welshman. <laughs>
3: this, yeah, I, mean, I couldn't care less over, Tessie. Yeah, but this is about
2: this is about an Aston Villa player. We know from we're his just international him. team.
0: Mate, and, seriously, I'm taking you fishing because you are the easiest to bait. And
2: he should be <laughs> he should be up there because he's had a great season and he was. The Premier League graduate winner, wasn't it? Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: No, look, don't don't disagree with you. But no, but please, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I honestly, I hear what you're saying. I just put less credence in in if a player get makes an international squad or not. I, I even as a, a Socceroos supporter, and I love the Socceroos and have travelled <laughs> and seen them. I really don't care if a player makes the squad or not. I I, yeah. I know that sounds silly. I don't know why we invest so much in it. Generally, mm. I, generally, you kind of. I find you invest heaps in your national club when, you're, when your actual local club's not doing well. That's yeah. just my feeling. I think sometimes you get more wrapped up in England if there is crap, or yeah. you get more wrapped up in the Socceroos, or, you know, I could be wrong
2: there. Is Cameron but... Archer good enough to, to come in, in the first-team setup next season? It
3: what depends on who we bring in, I guess. That is my question. I think it's definitely, again... Uh, 100% talented boy, and you know, he's got goals in him. Can he cut it at Premier League level? We don't know yet. And it'd be, I'd be interested to see. I think Emery will buy a forward striker. Mm. And obviously, Watkins has finished the season really well, he's not going anywhere. So, like, like we've said on this part a lot of times, I think the next step for him is to cut at a Premier League team on loan and see what he can do. But, yeah. yeah, definitely a talented boy. But I think he still needs to prove at the top level if he can. Yeah.
0: If we're going to be a top four or five club, no. There you go. Mm. I, no, I don't think so. I think you've got to be an absolute finisher. I really think now we can't speculate on players. That's um, true.
2: Let's wait for the transfer window to start kicking off properly, and and then um we'll do a couple of pods when we've made actually some signings and all that. Kind oh, of definitely. Stuff.
0: I think look, I think Archer has the potential. I just think that that potential, if we've got a, a manager like Emery, who's absolutely. Um, He's he's Europe based. In, in other words, mm. it's it's or it's about making European competitions. It's about pushing ourselves up into the top three or four. He's not going to give the young players as many chances as as we would expect. And I tell you what, as we get better, those young players are going to have to be darn special to make a break into the team.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: and that's a good I, look. That's a good thing. It means yeah. we're also going to have to pick our young guys more carefully as
1: well. <laughs> So I don't think
0: it's a bad thing. Um, PJ Adams, and this is going to be a tough one for you guys because what proportion of Aussie villains were drawn to the club because of Mark Bosnich? I was already a villain, but I think a whole generation of villa supporters um, come, uh, Australian villa supporters come from Mark Bosnich. The same way that many, many, many uh, Leeds fans come because of Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka at Leeds. Mm -hmm. They were two... Socceroo, and I will put legends in, because they are Socceroos legends. Um, and when they went to Leeds, I can tell you now, because they were on TV every single week, because we get to see all the games in Australia, mm. um, so many young Aussies, or they have been there, you know, 30s and 40s and that now, follow Leeds because of those two. So I think it'd be a huge amount of Aussie villains would be because of Mark Bosnich.
3: Yeah, I, I, I've and met and a few at, um, at the Melbourne Villa you know, the Lions Club there, the catch-ups. I've met a few guys, you know, you chat to the fans there. And there's a few that say, you know, well... Yeah, I loved Mark Bosnich and started following the villa and have been Villa fans ever since. And you know, there's quite a few that 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 have. And and for me personally, Mark Bosnich was my um my first villa hero. And you know, I always wanted to be a goalkeeper when I was a kid and had yeah. the, the Mark Bosnich gloves and wrote a letter to the club when I was a kid, and they sent me a signed photo back and a letter back from oh, the club. Wow. And, that is cool. Uh, yeah, so I think that's still, I think I've still got the signed photo at my parents' place back in Wales. And yeah, I was a, a huge Mark Bosnich fan. And when he left the club, devastated. And mm. yeah, so he. I think he had a big impact, even in um, the UK and Ireland. I think he was a top, top, probably one of the best in the league at that, probably the best in the league, apart from Schmeichel, maybe. So I think, you know, he, he definitely would have drawn a lot of fans to Villa from Australia and from, from the UK. Yeah, absolutely, spot on call
2: there. Uh, I saw a nice the other day of a certain person. um, Yes, with Mark Bosnich you know, looking young and fresh. I was lucky enough. They
0: used to have um, they used to have a a a thing called the Football Fan Down Under Awards. So it was for people who did podcasting and radio and writing and stuff. And I used to do a fair bit of that. I was lucky enough to be an admin on a page called Australian Football for a number of years. Um, which I still am now. I probably don't do enough work on there. Um, And I'll just give you an idea, guys. I think we've got, yeah, we've got 100,000 followers on there, so that's not too bad. Um, So I was lucky enough at that time, I was doing two radio shows, one on the Gold Coast and one in Brisbane. So I'd go down the Gold Coast in the morning and do a Gold Coast-based radio show. And we were lucky enough to interview people like um, Ange Postacoglu, Uh, And a lot of young Matildas and stuff like that were very lucky. And then in the afternoons, I did a Brisbane football show and we would get all the results before um, apps came in with all the scores and we'd be getting phone calls from all the clubs and stuff (laughs) and they would tell us. We'd be reading out the scores from around Brisbane, uh, Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. Um, Then I would write every week for a blog and I'd be on Sydney Radio on Sunday. So I was doing all of that in football at one stage. Um, None of it, obviously, successfully. And I was lucky enough to get nominated for a number of awards, did not win one, but I was at the same table <laughs> as um, Les Murray, uh, I think Ange Postecoglou, and, and Mark Bosnich. Brilliant. Because so, I was by myself for these awards. They sat me with these guys. So you can imagine the kind of night I had. Yeah. Um, it was it's, absolutely amazing.
3: It's a brilliant photo. And have you put it on our socials, Paul?
0: Uh, I think it was just on mine, I think. Yeah, I chuck it on, it,
3: on, it on, mate. Chuck it on. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just I—I I, I sound like I'm full of myself there, but it, yeah, you,
2: you're full that. of yourself.
0: I know. You <laughs> know. Well, I'm, I did uh, say <laughs> on each occasion I did say I did not win one thing. I mean,
2: you can't judge—you can't judge your 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 status by winning things. You were in the—you were in the argument to win.
0: Yeah, I was. I was. I would probably... call that
2: successful.
0: I probably worked so hard that they had to nominate me for something, but uh, obviously not good enough to win anything.
2: Hey, um, but you worked hard enough to be in the argument. You we were, <laughs> you were, as Una Emery says, you know, we are contenders for Europe. You know, we I win this game. I love, I love, I loved it when he kept saying that. I just bloody loved it. Like anyway, sorry to bring it back to Emery again, <laughs> man crush no. and all that.
0: No, it's absolutely great. Um, so, here we go. Mark Smith, Smithy1874, hey, Smithy. one of our
3: favourites. Smithy.
0: There are, Smithy. There are some good international We'll have to get him on, actually, one day. We'll have to get we him are, on one day. We, we, are, we are working on that, actually.
3: Mm, uh, that'd be good. Good chat with Smithy. He's obviously a regular at the Villa, so it'd be good to get his opinion. Yeah.
0: So that's a good segue because we will be um, uh, we will be definitely doing um, post-season and pre-season podcasts uh, as much as we can, if not weekly. Yep. we're going to have quite a few of our listeners on as special guests, um, mm-hmm. a couple of good guests from overseas as well that Spud's been able to line up. So please continue to listen. There'll be plenty of content on Villa legends, um, Villa favourites, Villa um, failures. We'll have all of that as well. Um, yep. and we'll also ask you guys to put up, um, you know, what you'd like to hear on a show. But mm-hmm. back to back to Smithy. There are some very good international players in the teams that were relegated. Um, is there anyone you'd buy? Um, Castania, Madison, Barnes, Tillemans from Leicester. Do you think Emery will go from anyone from one of those teams? I think we've touched on that already, Smithy. Um, I'm not as excited about getting players that we've already seen from the Premier League. And uh, I think Spud and I were talking about it last week. I can't wait to see the players I honestly have never heard of and that I can fake that I've heard of. Because (laughs) that's that's what's going to get Villa away from any other club in the comp and it's going to be the players that no one's heard of that mold into this team that mm. in a few years'
3: time everyone's heard of. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some talent that has gone down though, and and I think Smithy's listed probably the best ones there from Leicester to be honest with you, and maybe all the teams that have gone down. But, you know, you look at Southampton. We were linked with Ward Prowse two seasons ago. We're heavily in for him. I don't think that's a goer for us. I just no. think that that ship's probably sailed. And, but there's some def. I definitely think there's some. Um, the I'll young throw one out good. there. The young kid at Southampton, Lavia. Ro- ro- I can't remember his first name. Rome, uh, something lovely. He came from Man City. Big bodied midfielder. I think he's only 19-20. I think he'd be a definite project for Emery. So he, mm. I'll throw his name out there.
2: What about uh, you there, Tess? Uh, really tough, actually, because I don't rate a lot of the players um, that have gone down. And I don't know if that's just because they were, you know, low confidence and all these sorts of things. But there are... Can I name a couple of players who I... I Thought about, um, so, um, I thought as a backup keeper, the Melier guy would be good, because he's still he was fa- he's still fairly young, and I, you know, he's a good shot stopper. Might be somebody he'd be better than Olsen. He'd um, be a
0: massive um he he look if he's a backup, and I don't think he'd be happy to be a backup somewhere, mate. I I don't. No, think I don't. Would...
2: I don't as well. But um, I think he would get opportunities, you know, in terms of like if you're in cups and. Europe and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think, I was...
0: Nonto. I think Nonto from Leeds.
2: Mm. Yeah. Brilliant I player. I, I see. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. And, and the, the, the problem is, though, in my opinion, it's just that it's hard when you see players struggling that are on, low on confidence because you can see he's a talent, right? But you just think to yourself, oh, God, like he wasn't getting picked towards the end of the season and stuff, you know? Yeah. but... but when... yeah.
0: I mean, one, I mean, that just goes to show why they went down. Because he was one of the only dangers they had in the team. So, he wasn't injured. I just thought it was insane that you can have a player that good at, at the age of 19. And if you are going to go down, wouldn't you put him on the shop window?
2: I think I th- he's going to go He's going to go somewhere else. I don't know whether he stays in the Premier League or goes to Italy or somewhere.
0: Well, Jack. he's Italian-Irish, isn't he? He's, he's, he's got both. Both in him, so I know oh. he's Italian, but he's got got Irish in him in his family as well. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, Jack he,
2: Harrison as well. Sorry, um, from uh, the, from yeah. that
0: club. Look, I don't really want too so many Leeds players near us, but um... no, no, no.
2: And 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 I was going through. I was trying to go through the clubs. I wouldn't take anyone from Southampton. No. Um, I uh...
0: think Leicester. I think Leicester. Look, I, I think Barnes would be exactly the kind of player that. um He's an easy one to, to call out, isn't he? Chesbury yeah.
2: Chewsbury Hall, Hall maybe. Mm. maybe. Maybe. Ian Atro. Um,
0: good player. I mean, but there's a reason these teams go down. But, you yeah. know, I, I mean, I can't stand the guy. But Madison's going to make any team better. Yeah. I,
2: mean, I don't think he'll go to Villa. I think he's like a Callum Wilson that he's oh, yeah. Villa.
0: Yeah. No, I don't want him at Villa. And I don't think not are talking at about Villa quality. As well. Um, but look, uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Because those
2: players went missing this season, didn't they, in all honesty? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you, you don't want players that just go missing. Like, you want players that are going to sort of at least put up a fight, for crying out loud.
0: Well, I can tell you a player I wouldn't bloody want at our club, and that would be Patrick Bamford.
2: <laughs> oh, no way. No way. I mean, injury-wise, terrible. Good goal scorer, though, but um, when he's when he's fit and stuff. But... Yeah, not uh, like, you know what, it, you know what, I've got, me? I'm, I'm holding a grudge against him still, even though he apologize, I've still got this weird grudge. <laughs>
0: you, you know, you know what annoys me? I don't actually like disliking people, and so I'm going to try and give good karma to Patrick Bamford. And He's 29 years of age, I'm hoping the next few years are injury free for him, and mm. then he piles on some goals mm. uh, in the championship if he stays there. Yeah, um, and I don't wish bad upon people, so Patrick, I'm hoping you can feel these good vibes going your way. Yeah. Um, I actually do mean that. Like, I, I think I'm just
2: going to let go of my food dislike. No, oh, I'm still holding a grudge at the moment. <laughs> I'm until... Letting go. Hey, what about like emerging Do you reckon the because the club have kind of dabbled in the market before, haven't they? Really, that in terms of they've tried to pick a couple of the best players from the championship. And that kind of stuff. Do you reckon they'll still have that strategy or do you reckon nope. they're just going somewhere
3: nope. totally different? No, I, I think the aim of the club is obviously, you know, aspirations of you know, Europe, which we've achieved this year. But I, I think long term, the goals, Champions League, and I think the you have to buy players of that quality to sort of push onto that level. Like, yeah. and I, I think that's where we're aiming. And I do, there'll be a lot of um, players that. You know we miss because it's hard to attract those players, but that's the level we're at at the moment, isn't it? Similar to Newcastle, where they've got the the benefit of offering Champions League now, where you're yeah. sort of battling for that that those players to push you to the next level, like that Asensio and you know that that type of players, João Felix, you know they're they're world class talents, but they're hard to pin down unless you can offer Champions League football. Or you're winning things regularly, mm. but the one thing we have got in our side, and you know, and I think it's going to be massive, is Unai Emery and his ability to convince people to come in, mm. and he and his track record of making players, you know, better and pushing players on. So he's going to be a massive weapon for us. Yeah. Can we go back
0: to just one player? I I know I know he he really struggled at Chelsea, but. Timo Werner from um, he's at Leipzig again now. I mm. I'd love to see a guy like him get another crack in the Premier League. I think he'd be a really good fit for us.
2: How did he do last season?
0: Uh, not very well. No, nine mm. goals, but it, 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 a fair few injuries there as well. But nine goals in twenty-seven games. Yeah. I just think,
3: I just think there's something there. There's something- yeah, I, I agree, and I think, I think you or Spuds probably bought him up before actually as a, as a yeah. player that would be useful for us, and. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look how many players have gone to Chelsea and failed. Look at Lukaku and, you know, this Mudrick. And, you know, they've there's a lot. Torres, uh, you name them. There's a lot of strikers that have gone to Chelsea and sort of just... I just Yeah, I just,
2: I just ended Shevchenko. Shevchenko.
3: Yeah, and I, I, but I agree, Paul. I think, you know, when you get them in the right system and in the right team, especially at a Villa, I think yeah he'd be a, a quality addition. german international played at the top level great finisher on his day uh yeah i i'd love to see him at villa
0: guys we've had a uh had a really good podcast have you guys got any questions um that you you wanted to bring up
2: um don't really have any questions but can i just um massive shout out to uh the twitter family um being it's been awesome over the last couple of days you know we've hosted the the new branding for the podcast etc you know we've tried to follow back all of those that have followed us and retweeted so thank you very much for all that kind of stuff um we are we've just completed our first season as a podcast and we're trying mm-hmm. to move up move on into uh, into the next year so and uh, there's gonna be a lot of content coming up um you've got four of us who uh some of us sit on the bench sometimes um <clears throat> family reasons ankles all that sort of stuff <laughs> and uh, but when we have all four of us on um we really love having the questions and uh, we're hoping to make uh, the next season um just as good and if not better
0: so if i pull an injury next year um guys every time that i'm not on and it'll be pretty rare um but if i'm not on can we call it a, um, a pancreas injury please
2: yeah okay <laughs> um You're like the gel, you're like the gel in in this squad, you know? Yeah. You're like you're the captain of this squad, you know? I get that, Uh, but I could have a pancreas
0: injury or uh, a uh, spleen injury.
2: Or (laughs) what could what could happen is you'd be having a shower and then you'd be plucking your hairs out of your legs and then you'll pull one slight pubic hair out of your left ball.
0: (laughs) So you're trying to go down my path there, yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the effort. I don't remember ever having pulled a, a, a pub out of my. I, I don't think I've pulled a pub out of my ballsack. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't believe I have. I'm willing to do it for the show. Um, we could host a video podcast. No, hey, that's not happening. all right.
2: How, how's this? You shouldn't have said that. How about if Villa make. The final of a trophy next season, you have to get tweezers and you have to pull pubes out of your balls and record the volume of the sound. So, so, <laughs>
0: so, so one of the most joyful things has to become painful. Yes. No, because then I won't want the club to be successful. <laughs> what about? What about... Uh, that, uh, no, no the, you know what, listeners, you can come out with something you, that I can do. Thank you. Mm.
2: Yes, I think we'll do... What we'll do is we'll do pre-season predictions and we'll put this stuff in an envelope or something like that or we'll just put it in our group chat. And then we'll have predictions and whoever... Um, Whoever wins gets a, a, a trophy for one of the correct predictions, and whoever fails miserably has to do a challenge, which will be nominated by the listeners. Uh, can we can we just say that can it not be
0: anything to do with pulling pubes out?
2: <laughs> I'd agree with our hey, one. Hey, I, 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 what I mean, mean you, you never know, know what the listeners—you never what you know and what and the your listeners beautiful... like.
0: What you and your beautiful wife do in your bedroom is up to you guys. If that gives you pleasure. <laughs> uh, uh, Completely up to you. But I can't go down that path, buddy. Oh dear. What about what about you, Rhino?
3: Yeah, same as Tess, just, you know, first season for us as a pod and really enjoyed being on with you boys. And it's just been a roller coaster of a season. What a season to cover as a, you know, for our first as a pod. And just thank you to all the listeners and everyone that gets involved on Twitter, asks us questions and just gets involved and, and and please keep it coming. And one thing I do want to see is who you think are Villa legends and post that up on our socials and, and give us your reasons why. And
0: your reasons why are just as important. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And, and yeah, just thank you to everyone. If you could like and share the pod, we really appreciate it. And yeah, really looking forward to the, the summer, the speculation, the, the, Not just the Villa chats, but general football chats as well. So get those questions in as well. Uh, Okay, guys, before we go then,
0: because we always talk about a little bit of other uh, football and everything. Mm. Two-part question. Who do you want to win the FA Cup? Oh, God. Who do you
2: think will win the FA Cup? Oh my god. So I want Aston Villa to win the and win the (laughs) FA Cup. This FA Cup. Oh I don't care. To be honest with you. Gotta answer it, big man.
0: Gotta
2: answer it. Oh Manchester United, because I don't want City to win the treble because I I have personal feelings against Manchester City at this moment in time. uh, I'll probably forget about them at the start of next season, but at this moment in time I would prefer Manchester United to win it so that City don't win the treble.
3: I'll go opposite the test. I'll go Man City to win it. Because I swore when I was younger that when Alex Ferguson retired as the United manager, I was going to enjoy that Man United ceased <laughs> to win things. And I'm still bitter about them winning loads of things as a kid. So, yeah, Man City for me.
0: <laughs> um, I would want Man City to win it because I think Man United have had enough success. And I had to suffer through that as a child. Yeah. Um, who do I think will win it? I actually think United might. Mm. It's, it's their. It's. I know it's their cup final, but it, I, I just think that City are going to be thinking about Champions League. Champions League is going to eclipse anything for them and for their yeah. gaffer. Mm. So if there's any kind of closeness and and stuff's happening, I just believe that it'll be Uniteds to win. Um, and that's why. Yeah, I, I would like City to win it, but I think Man United will win it.
2: We, oh. Just sorry, one more thing. One more thing. Big shout out to Carla Ward and the Aston Villa women's team. They've had a fantastic yeah. season. Yep. Um I've been able to watch a couple of their games um on on uh, the channels that we watch Aston Villa on. And Washington's been really, really good. I mean, they are literally the best of the rest. You know, you've got you've got the top, you know, the the cities and the um the United's up there and all that kind of stuff, but Aston Villa Women have been a pleasure to watch this season, you know, and they're only going to get better. And they just uh, give them um, a new contract to to Dali as well. Oh, so... I was about
0: to, I was actually about to read that out. She's extended mm.
2: to June twenty five. Yeah, um, so, great signing. Yeah, great signing. Great, great player. Um, great player. Also. um, She's got fabulous teeth as well. She's beautiful teeth. I wish I had those teeth. Uh, Villa just announced (laughs) that there's a couple more friendlies as well against Lazio and Warsaw for the preseason. Brilliant. Uh, Really fun. Really fun to see the club playing
0: teams that we don't play all the time. I think that's fabulous. I really, really like seeing that come up. So, yeah. Guys, this has been the Aussie Villains podcast. Please, if you can, if you listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, any of those platforms, please do take the time to give us a review uh, and a rating if you can. It really helps us get out to a wider Villa audience. I do actually have to go back to one um, weird one that Spud really didn't want me to get into tonight. (laughs)
1: uh,
0: (laughs) Should I do it? Should I do it?
3: Yeah, go on.
0: God. Oh Cuzzy Brew, what's going on? We give you plenty of love. Oh my god, we're <laughs> beach des brew. Um come and follow us at Villa. We love all you onzed cuzies So from our New Zealand listener, what about the Kiwi listeners? Um this is an Aussie villain podcast, but you are our cousins, brothers, whatever you want to call. So choice brew, give us a follow. We love you, eh?
3: We are the United Nations, a podcast, as someone put it to me. There's that many yeah. different accents on this pod. So anyone and everyone is welcome in this pod. And yeah. we welcome anyone from any country, creed, anywhere. So, yeah, get on we board. We
0: do, because, hey, we'll <laughs>
3: catch
0: <Podcast. laughs> you guys next week,
2: hey? See you, boys. The Up the villa. Up the villa.
0: Guys. that was a lot of fun. The time goes really
2: quickly Oh, when
0: my we're God. On. Just oh, I just did time. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for joining us for another Aussie Villains podcast. Don't forget you can get us at Twitter at Aussie Villains. Get us on Facebook at Australian Fans of Villa. Don't forget that you can post any of your questions up there. We'll answer them in the podcast. And look, if you could, review us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It would really mean a lot to us. We really appreciate it. Up the Villa.